You ready? Vancouver's favorite way to wake up. I love their personality. Just what, just what I, like. I think it's super funny. Love it. I'm just going to have to undo my pants. And those will all address your ratings. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular morning radio teams in the business. Andrew. Nat Hunter and Drew Savage. You can get arrested for driving nude. Can you really? Yes, of course you can. Oh, note to self. Gary, Cher, Shandling. Nat and Drew. Optimus Prime with Nat and Drew. Producer James Cameron. Hey, Nat. Hey, Drew. How you doing? I'm Sam Smith. You're listening to Nat and Drew. Good morning, Vancouver. I'm Kylie Rae Jepsen, and you're listening to The Nat and Drew Show. Here's Nat and Drew. What was the last stress dream you had? Like, what was it about? Can you recall it? Are you somebody who remembers your dreams? What was the last stress dream you had, Drew? Work is a pretty common uh, topic, I think, for a lot of people. But there's particularly one type uh, that I have more than anything else. And it was the last stress dream that I have. Uh, I uh, The song is ending. The song that we're playing is ending. And then for whatever reason, I can't start the next song. Mm, and yeah. then there's like this, this vast many, like, m- amount of time where there's nothing. And I'm freaking out. And sometimes the things and the circumstances are layered upon each other. Sometimes I'm not wearing a shirt. <laughs> sometimes I'm not wearing a p- pants. Yeah. And, you know, that adds to the stress of the situation because I'm trying to find clothes. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm trying to start the next song and I, and, and I can't. There's always a barrier uh, from uh, the song ending and I'm freaking out. And then uh, before I can start the next song. Have you ever had this stress dream where you're putting on a tight turtleneck and you can't get your head through <laughs> to try to do Fine with the buttons are. But frequently, I am not fully naked, but half naked. It just depends on uh, which half of my body. But I I am often struggling to get the next song started, and I'm half naked. 604-280-1035, or you can text 103535 to share yours. My my stress dreams tend to be about work as well. And my my last one was very vivid because we do something called the throwback throwdown. If you often listen, at around 9, 10 each morning, we play two throwbacks and two show members challenge each other and you guys vote. My last stress dream was that for some reason Brian Adams was guesting on our throwback throwdown <laughs> and we had to do Brian Adams songs and the only song I could rem- remember was Summer of 69 and I'm like he better not pick that song. Like what if he picks that like, I was just, I'm like so I was freaking out because I could not in my head remember any other Brian Adams song on Brian Adams throwback throwdown week. <laughs> uh Aaron you. Well, work of course, but more usually for me it's around family. You know, like there's a disaster or you know like I think I watched that last rock movie where he was like saving everybody from the earthquake and you know mm-hmm. then oh, I get disaster. San Andreas yeah I loved that they they get in my head so like either there's a quake or a flood and then I've got to save everybody in the family I've got to save Ainsley and Charlotte my daughters I've got to save Ginger my dog I've got to save Steve and I you know inevitably I'm carrying everybody right everybody and then you know someone's slipping or someone's you know off the off the edge and I've got to grab them so I've got everybody and I've got to save them but then often I get wings <laughs> Oh, like, oh, nice. Honestly, like a yeah. dragon, yeah. and yeah. I, I can pull everybody out. That's nice. So, I know. So you have to see, like, because a lot of times, I think, with stress dreams, is I don't find they're resolved. Like, it's just the no. stress happens, and then yeah. that's it. To be clear, when I need pants, I never <laughs> find them. Yeah. In my dream, I never get pants. So that's oh. wonderful that you, you can, and I think it really, it's interesting, you know, what our dreams say about, uh, you know, our real lives. And the situations that they spotlight. You know, Erin dreams about how she's... (laughs) A savior. (laughs) A little bit. 
Just a little bit. And everybody would be lost That's right. without her. And then but I literally please. turned into an angel. Well, you said dragon. I meant angel. Yeah. Like I picture like big giant wings and then you carry your kids in your mouth or something. Yes, yes. 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 Like in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. You set That's the right. children down and then you breathe full of fire. <laughs> Joey? I've been stress dreaming about Animal Crossing, the video game. <laughs> oh. I've been uh, talking about that a little bit here and there. Uh -huh. A little bit. Uh, it's a game for the Nintendo Switch. And yesterday, my turnips were uh, selling for $425, which is a lot. They usually go for about 100 bucks or 100 bells. And so I had people on my island, and that was real. But then when I went to bed, I had a stress dream that I couldn't get the game to connect. And my, my bells or my turnips were going down in price, and I couldn't get people there, and I was losing a bunch of money. <laughs> Stressful. Yeah. Linda uh, has messaged us a couple times this week because you've been talking about Animal Crossing, and I think if it's the same Linda, Linda has been playing Animal Crossing, and she Linda. says, uh, my last stress dream was about Animal Crossing, thanks oh. to Joey, and not being able to find the materials for a job. Yes. Mm. Linda, what's your dodo code? <laughs> We also got a text message from the 905 area code, which is like suburban Toronto. Uh, so somebody listening on the uh, iHeart player, I guess, saying, rough life you all have if these are your stresses. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not hear that Drew doesn't have pants? I can't <laughs> find pants. And I don't know how to beat Brian Adams <laughs> at his own Amazing. game. Charlotte and Ginger <laughs> and Steve. It's a lot. My turn up. The the what is the longest date? you have ever been on. I think what most standard dates probably last anywhere, I mean, depending on what kind of date it is, but if you're doing dinner and some other activity, I think the standard date probably lasts in the neighborhood of, you know, three, four, four and a half hours, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. uh, have you ever been on a very, very long date? Because that's the subject of a new Netflix documentary that just came out yesterday called The Longest third date. We clicked. Second date night. We we're going to drink beers and throw axes. Cool. And then it went from zero to 100 real quick. Third date. Costa Rica. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, a pandemic. That's what could happen. Uh, Matt and Kahani are the uh, couple that are featured in this documentary. They literally, very spontaneously, after meeting on the dating app Hinge and doing a couple of dates in around New York, decided spontaneously to take a trip to Costa Rica. On March 17th, 2020, and then four mm. days after they got there, the hotel shut down and kicked them out. And then they were stranded in Costa Rica for 79 days before they could get back Oof. to New York. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> and so he, Matt, is a vlogger and a videographer. And so he was constantly doing like footage, t filming stuff, commenting on stuff throughout this entire time. And then now oh, it's been rolled into this Netflix mm -hmm. documentary. She said when she first started dating, she did not know that he was a vlogger. What a ran away. They get to Costa Rica and then just everything starts to get filmed. And it obviously had its ups and downs and stuff. And then it's the whole story of whether or not they are still together. But yes. literally they do this romantic, spontaneous uh, third date to Costa Rica. And then they're stuck there together for 79 days. So do you know, like, have they revealed uh, whether they're they, still together they, or not? They do reveal as to whether or not they're still together. I just don't know if that's considered a spoiler or not. Got yes. it. Okay. So, yes. All right. So. As someone who's going to go and watch this. <laughs> you, you consider it a spoiler. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a quick watch. It's just a little over an hour. It's perfect. not like a two-hour yeah. deep dive perfect. or anything like that. It's just kind of this fun, so great. fun thing. We got a message from Tanya on our Facebook page. She says that her first date, I mean, obviously nobody's going to have 
have a first no. date that is as long as 79 days. But Tanya's first date, like, or any date, like, even when you first start dating and you're like, you don't expect to be kind of like going away for more than a weekend with somebody um, like this couple. But Tanya says that her first date, they went for breakfast, then they went to a hike uh, and did the a hike in Othello Tunnels, then a helicopter ride, and then dinner. And got home at about 2 a.m. Wow. And I'm like, what an incredible and kind of crazy and out of the bachelorette sort of first date. Mm -hmm. I think my first date with my husband, we went for coffee. You know what I mean? Like, at Kelsey's. It was very different. So, sorry, the date started with breakfast? Breakfast, then a hike. Even the breakfast is an unusual and very unique starting point for a date. That's mm-hmm. usually, that the breakfast usually come a little later yeah. into the relationship as opposed to starting with a breakfast. I love the idea, though, of meeting for breakfast. And, you know, particularly, I think, you know, in Vancouver, when the weather is nice and the idea is you sort of, on a weekend, you go out for brunch and then go do some sort of activity or, you know, like go for a hike. or Like, I think that's a great first date. Mm-hmm. And not to mention that if it goes poorly, you still have your whole day. Exactly. You know? like <laughs> Exactly. You just go in, get breakfast, get out of there. Yeah. You just need to know to bail as soon as the check comes. Right? Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. For, uh, for breakfast and on with your day. Uh, I've, ne- I've never had a date that, like, extended even that long, like the breakfast until 2 a.m. I don't think any of my dates ever last. I don't know whether this is good or bad, <laughs> but I don't think any of, like, officially date dates, like, especially, like, first or second or even third dates, I don't think any of them lasted, like, 24 hours or something crazy like that. Yeah. I think most of them were kind of in that same standard time frame. Is anybody kind of outside of that? I think it just sort of depends when you've decided that, like, you're you're sleeping over. That's like it. that that That's, that's or when it. the date becomes long. That's yeah. it. So whether that's first, second, third, seventeenth, <laughs> you know what I mean? That That's when the date becomes. Yeah. For the most part, you're like, okay, we've done, you know, dinner. We did the movie. We made out in the car for a bit. <laughs> I'm going to go in. <laughs> if, we're not, if we're not joining each other. <laughs> you've checked off all the items on your list. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Now i got to get... Seven and a half hours <laughs> to move along. It's time to play Nat and Drew's Beat the Bank, powered by the King of Floors. Talk about multitasking. Don is on a Teams meeting right now, video conferencing for work. Mm-hmm. He's got his microphone muted so he can play Nat and Drew's Beat the Bank. <laughs> Hi, Don. Hey, good morning, Nat. How are you? We're good. How are you? Good, good. Hi, Drew. Hi, Don. <laughs> okay, so hold on a second. Do they know you're playing this game, or are you pretending that, like... Is your is it is your camera dark too? No, I've I've turned the camera off, and okay. it's it's not that important of a meeting. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just to check in on each other. Okay, that, 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 <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we all say <laughs> when it comes to at work video conferencing. <laughs> this one's not that important anyway. Oh my gosh. Okay, Don. Well, that's the best. We hope you win lots of money here with uh, with Beat the Bank. Open up as many vaults as you want. Stay away from the alarm. You hit that. You know you can't. Uh, we can't give you the cash, but we will give you a one hundred dollar gift card to Kobe Japanese Steak and seafood house. Okay, sounds good. Buckle up, Don. Here we go. Let's open okay. vault one. $75. That's a slow start. Okay, let's go again. $300. Moving oh, up. A bit of a jump. Uh, let's go again. $600. Ooh. Six. Sheila won $650 yesterday afternoon playing, so you're in around the range where Sheila stopped. The previous one was three hundred, right, uh, Drew? Uh, previous vault was three hundred. Yes, three hundred. Okay, let's go one more. All right, seven hundred and fifty dollars. Seven fifty. Hmm. Is your what's your amount, Don? 
Most people tap out at a thousand. It seems like. Uh, hmm. Are you most people? Seven <laughs> fifty. Sounds like it's tempting. Don't agonizing over this. Yeah. You didn't have it a minute ago, but yeah. hmm. let's gamble one more. All right. Living life on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Let's open vault five for Don. Ooh. Oh, okay, that's good enough. Thank you so much. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Don's going to get back to his meeting. <laughs> Somebody's finding out that, uh, hey, what happened to Don? Somebody's starting to clue him. $900, Don! Oh, thank you so much. Woo! <laughs> Let's do it. Let's see Vault 6 here. Here's the alarm. $1,050. Well, still oh, climbing. Nice. Vault 7. $1,200. Oh, but the alarm went in Vault 10 this morning, topping out at $1,500. You did great. Scooping 900 bucks. Yeah. Thank you so much. Woohoo. <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, get back to your check-in meeting on Google Teams. <laughs> You're waking up with the Nat and Drew Show. Okay, here we go. Now, here's the scoop. Well, you thought you were mad that on Sunday night, Love is Blind, that live finale ended up being delayed and not even live. Imagine if you were a participant on the show and it ruined your life. Mm -hmm. Because in a new expose, former contestants of the show, Love is Blind, say that they were severely mistreated. Mm. Some of the things they're claiming, expected to, uh, they were expected to film 20-hour days for two weeks straight while producers limited their sleep as well as their food and water, but kept the alcohol flowing. The sets were windowless. The only time they saw sunshine was when they went to the bathroom in a trailer outside. Yeah. And I say this, they made you go to the bathroom in a trailer? Oh, <laughs> what an outrage. The horror. Yeah. I mean, listen, those shows, this is what they do. This is what they do, and it's gross. Yeah. And I don't think it's a big secret from those who participate in them. You know, like they, and they go from, some of these people go from one show to another. Thinking you know, whether be it's Bachelor to Bachelor <laughs> in Paradise or like whatever. Like, you know, like the, the reason for going in primarily now is to build a social media following That's so you it. can monetize your social accounts yep. and maybe, maybe uh, develop a crush on somebody. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe kiss somebody who's beautiful and you're attracted to. Yeah. But the main driver is to build your social account so you can monetize that and you can become uh, an influencer. And uh, so I'm surprised that these people who kind of operate in that world and have aspirations to do better in that world don't know that this is how these shows are filmed because this is not unique. Well, I think, you know, for um, Love Island, which is, you know, is my little... Um Guilty dirty, pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Dirty secret. At least they get secret shame. At least, at least they have fresh air. Well, right? no, they said they didn't. Uh, lo, on Love, Love Island. Island like, they Love do. is blind. Yeah. It's I think like Big Brother, right? They they really are in like windowless places, which oh. I think is gross. Yeah. But um Charlotte did a big deep my daughter Charlotte did a big deep dive on this and she was pretty stunned at like how they are treated. Like they're not allowed to nap. They're not so they've got they they don't have any social media any television anything right and they're not they they if they nap a, an alarm goes off 
Yeah, but they're like, there for like two weeks. It's no, like they're there boot for camp eight weeks on Love Island. But Love is Blind, I thought you said that was like twenty days or something like that. They were only there for a couple of weeks. One of the complaints in this expose was that it's they were expected to film twenty hour days for two weeks. Now I don't know. Oh, for, yeah, yeah, for two weeks. It's yeah. it's. But I I do. I mean, we were laughing about this, but it's not funny. Like it it literally is the Coliseum. Like this is we are back to the days when we're throwing people into the lions and we're watching it mm-hmm. and it's in. Entertaining us. Well, specifically, you're watching. Yeah, you're. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to go on record as I don't watch any of these shows, and in fact, got the title wrong. <laughs> I mean, I love it. So when, I'm in the when Eric gets on the soapbox <laughs> with her speeches about the state of society, yes. and she's the only one watching the shows. Oh, okay. Never. But you're mind. watching it for research. That's right. For yeah. the, That's right. For yeah. the news. That's right. <laughs> the scoop. Weekdays. At 720, 820, and 920. Move 103.5. What was your last stress dream about? 604-280-1035, or you can text 103.535. Andrea sent us a message uh, on Facebook, actually. It's another way to get a hold of us. Uh, I was running late for my second job at the bookstore. I don't even have a second job at a bookstore. And it's funny when circumstances like that recur. And, you know, work obviously plays a huge part mm-hmm. in recurring dreams and stress dreams, uh, even if it's not your current job. Uh, Sarah says she hasn't worked in retail in 30 years, <laughs> but still has stress dreams about trying to close at the end of the day. And people just keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just can't close. You can't get the sales to uh, to, to close off for the mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Hasn't worked in decades Aww. in that industry, but still dreams about it. Sandra says the uh, good old stress dream of not being able to open my locker at school and confused as to which class I'm supposed to be going to next. By the way, I'm 58. (laughs) Can we let it go already? (laughs) Never. (laughs) And a lot of text messages from people who are having stress dreams similar to Joey's, which is about his latest video game obsession, Animal Crossing. Yeah, like uh, last night the stress dream was I couldn't get people to my island to buy my turnips and the, the price was going down. I was losing all kinds of bells. So you're losing bells. For those of us that don't play Animal Crossing, bells are money. Yeah, it's the currency, yeah. The currency, okay. Oh, yeah, and that would be... And what happens if you lose all the bells? Well, then you got to make more bells. Oh, okay. You can't buy anything. I can't believe I'm going to ask this question. Where do you play Animal Crossing? The Nintendo Switch. Okay. And is it animals? So you're human and every, every other character is an animal. What if you wanted to be an animal, too? Exactly. You don't get to. You can put on hats and stuff. Like right now, I have a hot dog hat that I wear around. Oh God! Okay, there is an appeal. I just actually now feel that I'm going to have like a like a stress dream about Joey's <laughs> not Joey, me yeah. hot dog hat. about Joey talking about Animal Crossing because I don't know if you're hearing it for the first time. Yeah. Lucky you because we've been hearing it now for the last couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> what was your gateway into this? Um, I, I bought it. Well, I bought a Nintendo Switch. Okay, and I just looked up top rated games for Nintendo Switch, and Animal okay. Crossing was the top okay. one. Okay. Got right in. Not uh, not obsessed with Mario Kart. It's all about no. Animal Crossing. Stressful okay. right. Mario okay. Kart. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Mario Kart, I don't find, brings much stress, but maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm, not ha- I'm not having stress <laughs> dreams about Bowser <laughs> beating me in another race. You know, it's funny. Somebody sent us a message uh, a little while ago saying that, you know, this is a rough life if this is all the stress. Yes. And I think it's interesting, though, because I do think stress dreams really are not about the things that are the biggest things in your life. They're, you know, about... 
like just the reason that they become so stressful is because the things that you should already know, like, you know, you should already know how to do like, I've got this, I know this, but in your head, in the dream, you can't make it work. Yes. So, you know, I think it's symbolism for a lot of other stuff. And it and it does tend to focus around work or family really are like the two or, you know, there's the one where you're falling. Clearly, we know where we fall on Joey's priority list. <laughs> yeah. 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 Work stress dreams? No. 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 More bells. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Alpine Credits, where homeowners get approved. At work in White Rock this morning, Leah is here to play the $1,000 Minute and hopefully become our second consecutive $1,000 winner after Teresa won the big money yesterday. Hi, Leah. Hi, good morning. So, Leah, yesterday, we asked Teresa before we started the game, you know, like, what is your area of expertise? What category do you feel, you know, good, really strong in? And Teresa was like, oh, you know, I I don't really know very many things. Nothing, I'm stupid. Yeah, and then just ran the table and won $1,000. Leah... (laughs) Do you know many things? No, I would say not. No. I know. I feel we're going to get, I, uh, we're getting sharked again. I, I, I do like how Leah's picking up on maybe the ideas to underplay. Yes, And yeah. uh, walk in unassuming and stuff like that and then just blow everybody's socks off. All right, Leah. I hope. Yeah, let's do this. Let's get two in a row. So, Leah, one minute on the clock. We'll ask you ten questions. You get all ten right. That $1,000 is yours. If not, $10 for each correct answer you give us. If you don't know the answer to something, say pass. And if there's time, uh, we'll come back to it. But if you give us an answer, it counts. You cannot change your mind on it. Okay. Good luck, Leah. Here we go. $1,000 minute starts now. Which star sign is represented by scales? Um, Libra. What Canadian band sings the theme song to the show The Big Bang Theory? Um... Pass. What's the most expensive spice? Uh, pass. How many arms does an octopus have? Eight. AFC Richmond is the soccer team featured in what TV show? Pass. On a standard clock, how many minutes in the hour are represented by the number seven? Uh, pass. What is the weekend's real first name? Uh, um... Uh, pass. Surrey's Visaki Parade is Saturday. Is Visaki a harvest festival or a celebration of light? Uh, celebration of life. What is 65% of 1,000? Um, 600. Who sang Don't Stop Believing in 1981? No. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> well, well, it wasn't the best, but... It wasn't the worst. No. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Journey saying don't stop believing. Uh, so no money there. We'll play that in a moment. Uh, Libra, you know your uh, zodiac signs. Libra is rep- represented by scales. The Bare Naked Ladies saying the Big Bang Theory. Saffron, it's the yellow spice. Uh, it's the most expensive spice. You do know your octopuses or <laughs> octopi. AFC Richmond is the soccer team featured in the show Ted Lasso. On a standard clock, how many minutes in the hour are represented by the number 7? 35. Uh, the weekend's real name is Abel. Uh, Vasaki is actually a harvest festival. 65% of 1,000 is 650. 650. Yes. Okay, darn. So, 20 bucks for you to go buy yourself a nice lunch today. There yeah. you go. Okay. Thanks, Thanks Leah. So, apparently, people in Vancouver are swimming in jeans from time to time. <laughs> 
So I saw this. The Vancouver Park Board uh, staff have raised concerns and they're hoping for a policy to enforce acceptable attire at uh, Vancouver pools. And one of the things that's come up, like you're not allowed to wear baggy clothing while you're swimming. You're not allowed to wear jeans while you're swimming. They want a policy that also for anything that's like really risque, that's like kind of Mm -hmm. almost like bordering on like sort of like very like like x-rated like there's there's some people that are so it seems like going through what the uh, you know staff at vancouver pools have seen they have seen people that have kind of run the gamut (laughs) they're like right like got like just a like a little string up their butt or they're wearing jeans jeans in the pool (laughs) this is a common thing it's interesting to me i walk by right by especially through the summer the steveston outdoor pool almost on a daily Mm -hmm. basis and i don't remember ever seeing anybody uh, sliding down the slide or jumping into the pool or doing laps in jeans (laughs) there's always gonna be one i just don't ever remember seeing that one time so what the staff want uh, according to the park board is like just a thing that outlines what unacceptable attire would include Okay. And so the, with their unacceptable attire would include items designed for sexual or intimate purposes, clothing that absorbs water and gets heavy, like jeans or sweatpants, and then attire with long flowing fabric that could limit movement or cause a safety risk. Okay. So obviously some people have done it. Not a lot, but somebody's like, you know. Maybe sweatpants, maybe whatever. Maybe somebody's trying to be funny. I was wondering, were they just, con- are they really after the quote unquote risque stuff and are just say- saying like, we are judging all clothes mm. uh, and you're and you're just widening the spectrum. But what you really want is to kind of cut down on the people that you feel might be dressed to attend the ultra music festival in Miami, as opposed to like Kit's pool. My friend was on holiday recently. And so, you know, she was at a resort. And so that is different than just being at a local public pool. But she she said, you know, that because of TikTok and because of you know, Instagram and stuff, there was a woman that was wearing the tiniest of bikinis and was doing a full shower scene, you know, at the outdoor shower and was having her friend film her. Yeah. <laughs> was she also moving very slowly? So it was like real time slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Well, the, what my, so my friend, I won't I won't name my friend right now, but my friend also was then filming because <laughs> she showed me. She's like, can, Hilarious. You, can you believe what this yeah. woman was doing? And I'm like, but you were filming her too. <laughs> yeah. so, but I was filming so I could show you. <laughs> you should. I would like to see that outrageous behavior you, too. Could yeah. you show, show you? Give, give your friend my number. <laughs> Because I can't believe that outrageous. Yeah, it's outrageous. I can't uh, believe it's happening. Crack down on that. I need to see it from my own eyes. You're waking up with the Nat and Drew show. Okay, here we go. Now, here's the scoop. Amazon's Prime Video is racing to the rescue to help those who say dialogue in movies and shows is too hard to hear. In 2023, this has actually become a real thing. People, even as young as their teen years, are watching shows and movies with the subtitles on because people say with between all the special effects and some of the quiet talking, it's hard to understand what people are saying all the Mm -hmm. time in shows and movies. So Amazon wants to change that with something called Dialogue Boost. It's a new feature that they're about to roll out with their original programming shows like Jack Ryan and stuff, where you will be able to increase the volume of the people speaking only. You know, it'll be relative to the sound and scores and ambient noises and special effects. But if you find it hard to hear what the people are saying in the show or the movie, there will be soon on Amazon a way for you to 
increase the volume of the person speaking only. So it rises above the rest. I love that because, mm-hmm. yeah, I do that. I'll put the subtitles on and I'm, I hate that. I hate watching TV with subtitles unless I'm watching a foreign television show or foreign film. Then it's different. But with just like having an English show and then English subtitles, I'm like, I'm not, particularly if it's funny and then you're kind of reading it, you're kind of getting the joke before mm. the actual joke has been said. And I'm like, oh. And so I'm glad that it's it's not just me as in a very grown adult person. It's teens too that can't hear. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the only, we have them on all the time for every show. Yeah. All I the never time. use them. Yeah, oh. this isn't really a thing to. I just can't wait for like the memes and the videos that are come where somebody adjusts this for you know something that it's not intent. Like it's just a quiet romantic scene. Like it's a an emotional scene from the Notebook, and they'll <laughs> maxed out the dialogue boost feature so it sounds like they're yelling at well, each okay, other. Okay, so it's not gonna sound like they're yelling. <laughs> I've always loved you. It doesn't make it angry. It just makes it louder. No, just like, I've always loved you. But it doesn't, doesn't do that. I kind of like the angry better. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey has a saying. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard him in, in, in interviews, but he often says things like, just just keep living. Just keep living. Well, now he's going to tell us how to how to do that. He's hosting it. This is so weird. He's hosting a free one-time online seminar this coming Monday called The Art of Living in this new promo video. Uh, Matthew says, "You uh, have you ever had the gut feeling that maybe you were meant for more, but you weren't really sure how to achieve it? Well, Matthew is going to help you get there. So what's your more? What's your, 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 your destination? And I'm not talking about just more money or more things. I'm also talking about... More love, more joy, more choice, more balance, more trust. But but what if we just want more money and, and more things? things? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That's I'm interested in that seminar. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. like I'm talking about like love and trust and blah blah blah. Yeah. No, uh-huh. can't that don't pay the bills? Okay? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, love no. and trust does not yeah, pay the bills. No. Yeah, no, this is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> if you want to sign up for it, I don't know why you would, but if you do, art of living event. By the way, the G is dropped, so it's art of living event dot com. Weekdays at 7.20, 8.20, and 9.20. How important is it to you to have the same taste as your significant other when it comes to food? Like the same type Mm. of palate. You want to go to the same places. You want to experience the same types of things. I guess it's probably really important, although I've never consciously felt that way. I just, I never, I don't think I've ever, whether it's my wife now or anybody else that I was ever in a relationship with before, I don't think we've ever not been on the same page generally when it comes to food. There might be specific items, mm-hmm. but it would never be like a fight of, I want to go to this place. Oh, that place, I don't like that place, or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've ever not been on the same page. So the reason this has come up, because there is a thread on Reddit that has gone viral. It's a guy who is complaining that his girlfriend has the palate of a child, (laughs) that she only ever orders chicken tenders, and it doesn't matter what restaurant they go to, and he's getting to the point where he's, you know what, I don't want to go... Uh, spend money at an expensive restaurant when all she wants to eat is chicken tenders. And she's like, well, I want to go to an expensive restaurant because I like the ambiance. She wants to, like, she likes the the, the vibe mm. of, you know, other restaurants as opposed to going to, you know, basically sure. a diner. Sure. So it's been sort of this debate back and forth and, you know, uh, advice columnists weighed in and, uh, you know, about just, you know, what do what do you do when your palates are so very, very different? And, and I'm curious uh, whether this has come up for you. Drew has said it hasn't. Aaron, for you? 
I would say that I I sort of mm, I was gonna say that I think actually things have calmed down a bit because like Steve for Steve he loves Italian right and I'm like I would prefer you know Thai um, so I think I've actually kind of like you know downgraded a bit in terms of being exciting and experimental mm-hmm. um, if to be truthful which isn't great but I mean I uh, yeah. Does that make any sense? People who really love Italian food, it's hard to move them off of it sometimes. This is it. Yeah. And I'm like, to me, it feels like, you know, when you have really great Italian food, you remember, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, right. That's why. But I think, you know, we have like, we have belly button pasta every week, right? That we have, you know, we have. Sorry, I have to stop you. What is belly button pasta? You know, the little shapes, the little, the little pasta. What's, is it tortellini? Okay. We call belly button pasta. Sorry, that's ridiculous. But, you know, we have tortellini. You know, Olivieri tortellini every single week, right? Sure. It's a Tuesday dinner. Yeah. So I don't want to go out for that. <laughs> but then when you have it, it's really good. You're like, sure, oh yeah. my God, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But so I, yeah, I think his his palate is a little bit more like middle of the road, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. And I would prefer like really spicy, beautiful Indian. Sure. Sometimes there's often like, there's like a meat and potatoes person in the relationship and then there's the other person that wants you know lots of spices lots of you know like they want to experiment yeah this this guy's relationship is pretty extreme because the woman seems to only want chicken fingers yeah and that would be hard because you're like okay I guess we're doing chicken fingers again. You're a big chicken finger fan, Nat, but not like exclusively 100%. Like no. when you were eating chicken and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you still crave chicken fingers every once in a while. Yes. Yeah, I do. I, yeah. But I, you know, and would I have chicken fingers in a restaurant from, from time to time? Sure. But I would have it more at a, like an Earl's yes. or a Cactus Club. I wouldn't go to one of the Vancouver's Michelin <laughs> well, star restaurants and say, where are your chicken fingers? But here's where my mind went with that. Like he is being a little like that's because the thing is. Where can you get chicken fingers? Like, you're not getting chicken fingers at really, really um, high-end. Super high-end. Like, his definition of, like, fine dining might be a little different than a Michelin-starred right? uh, yeah. restaurant. So, yes. I think, like, maybe he's a bit, like, he sounds, like, a bit full of himself. It's like, dude, if you're at, if you're at Earl's, enjoy Earl's and let your partner enjoy her chicken wings or chicken fingers. Yeah, chicken wings might be too much. <laughs> You and maybe, I mean, but maybe the Michelin star restaurant has deconstructed chicken okay, fingers. Like, you know right. how they do oh, that. Be, right. Well, they wouldn't be called chicken fingers. Let's not be clear. They're chicken tenders. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't be chicken fingers, the chicken tenders. Okay, yeah. fair enough. And they'd be in, in some sort yeah. of like, you know, like a Kentucky secret <laughs> recipe <laughs> dusted right. with there's the, bourbon. Uh, yeah, there's bourbon in there. <laughs> But you, you and Skylar, Skylar is a little bit more reserved when it comes to foods, right? He's so beige. Like, he doesn't even really have a palate. Like, it is just, like, beige food. Like, even when we get Indian food, all he gets is butter chicken, nothing else. Won't eat anything else. When we get sushi, it's a teriyaki roll. Yeah. When we get Thai, it's always, like, pad Thai, no spice. Like, whatever. Like, don't put any of the spice stuff in it. I kind of love it. And, like, and, but what really becomes annoying is a different when you go to a restaurant, he can get whatever he wants. It makes no difference to me whatsoever. When we can't decide on a restaurant, because he's like, well, I don't want that kind of food, and that that probably has onions in it, and I don't want I don't want to risk it. <laughs> like, oh my god! Yeah. The last thing you want to yeah. do in life is, is to risk, risk onions. It. Yeah. yeah, it is yeah. Th- truly one of the worst things. And we have to like when we do DoorDash, just if we're getting food delivery, we'll just order from two different places. I'm like, forget it. I'm not. You get, you get <laughs> pizza or chicken tendies or whatever you want. I'm gonna get something that actually has flavor and is good. Yeah, <laughs> love this. But, but see, DoorDash can save marriage. Yeah, yes. but, yeah, but one of you is getting cold food. Yeah, because yeah. now yes. the DoorDasher is going to two different places, and they and they might not be close. <laughs> 
Judy is also on move. She's getting ready to play Nat and Drew's Beat the Bank, powered by the King of Flores. Good morning, Judy. Good morning. Oh, Judy, you got through. You did it. Yes. Woo! Yay! <laughs> uh, now comes the stressful part of opening the vaults and knowing where to stop. Uh, open as many vaults as you like, Judy. Just stay away from the alarm. If that goes off, we can't give you any cash, but we'll st- still treat you to dinner with a $100 gift card to Kobe Japanese Steak and Seafood House. Uh, deep breaths, Judy. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> you sound you sound pumped. Yeah. Are you, little, are you a little nervous? Yes. Okay, let's do this. Vault one, Judy. $350. That is a good start. We'll open one more. Okay. $400. Still going up. $400. bucks. we will open one more. Six fifty, Judy, in three vaults. Is that enough, or would you like more? I think I'm going to stop. Oh, you're going to stop? Okay. Yes. Judy's out. Judy's right. done. Okay. All right. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Judy came and got what she wanted. Yeah. She's getting out. Yes. All right, Judy. You feel good? I feel good. Okay. I can are, you, are you worried about what's in vault four? Yeah, but you never know. <laughs> yep, you don't. Let's see. We'll find out. A little more, Vault 5. $950. So it went to $950. You got $650. I think that's a great choice. Time to go back. In in time. It's Nat and Drew's Retro News. Taking a look back on this day in pop culture history for April 19th. Some TV history made on this day in 1987. Well, good night, son. Um, Dad? Yeah? What is the mind? Relax. What is mind? No matter. What is matter? Never mind. <laughs> so, you know, not necessarily the peak of funny, but the Simpsons uh, were uh, were seen for the very first time, not as a full-length episode of the show. That didn't happen until 89. It debuted as an animated short on the Tracy Ullman show, which was uh, a variety show and part of the original lineup on Fox TV. It is uh, a little surprising, just based on that clip, that mm-hmm. The Simpsons became what The Simpsons became. Because I'm like, every year at this, on this day, we, we play that clip. And uh, every year, I'm like, I'm going to really try to figure out what that actually means. But I still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe we're not supposed to know. It's it's just it, it operates on a different level. Is it really uh, that yeah. is beyond our understanding? <laughs> it's up uh, for interpretation. Yeah. They did forty three shorts and then uh, turned it into what is now the longest running scripted show in television history. I think seven hundred and forty five episodes and counting. Mm-hmm. Thirty six years, unbelievable. Nobody saw that coming. No, not at all. And the way it was drawn because it was you know it was pretty rudimentary, I guess back <laughs> then. And it was like almost it was like it was off putting. Even the first season of the of the Simpsons so awful. It was like uh, yeah. if you if you like I'm like. I've never really watched The Simpsons. Don't even start in season one. Start in season two. Always. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. good advice. Because season one wasn't even a full season anyway, so just skip over. I think it's like five or six episodes. Can't skip you really with The Simpsons just start around, I don't know, season 12? No. <laughs> you miss all the good ones. You, missed, yeah. Yeah, you, you stop the, at season 12. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's been 25 terrible seasons. I know. Five or six good ones. Yes. Okay. Uh, on this day in 2009, this show premiered. We're going to take this bakery to the top. They call me Buddy. I'm the boss. That's right. Cake Boss premiered on TLC. It ran for 10 seasons. Mm -hmm. And uh, people went crazy for Buddy the Cake Boss. I still go crazy for Buddy the Cake Boss. If if you're in uh, or if you ever travel through the Toronto airport at all, they have uh, vending machines. Cake 
vending machines for Carlos Bakery, which is uh, Buddy Velastro's bake shop. And for like 10 bucks, you can get a, uh, a slice of hermetically sealed cake. It's unbelievable. You can travel with that thing. Once you crack the seal open, it's like so fresh and moist, you won't believe it. So fresh. Yeah. <laughs> so Direct from New York right to Toronto Pearson. In a, in a vending machine. Sitting in a vending yeah. machine. Yeah. But it's unbelievable. The technology that keeps that cake so moist and fresh. I'm astounded by it. Yeah, you know what? The, as much as we're making fun, I'm like, I would try that. Oh my gosh, yeah. you should. It's yeah. so good. That's why. That's what I want to start a petition for. Let's get a Cake Boss vending machine up at YVR. You know it would be so horrible, though, if you put your $10 in to get a piece of cake, and then you know how vending machines sometimes, they, they it comes out, <laughs> and then it kind of gets stuck, and you're kicking it? This is a pretty high-end vending All machine. Right, okay. I don't think it operates right. the same way as those ones do. Well, first it was Netflix that was cracking down on password sharing. Now Amazon is cracking down. Cracking down on stuff they don't like. And uh, I think it's something that uh, most of us took for granted and looked at as uh, being a real advantage of, uh, of shopping online. Uh, and that is uh, a blanket policy on free returns. Uh, they have started to introduce uh, a couple of different things. Uh, they've added labels, maybe you've noticed this, on certain items uh, that are frequently returned that they find are frequently returned. Mm -hmm. There is a frequently returned label that has been added. It's usually to third-party sellers as opposed to something (laughs) that comes out of the Amazon (laughs) warehouses. Nobody returns our stuff. But it's uh, on third-party, set for third-party sellers. If the item uh, is frequently returned, they will now tell you that it is frequently returned. And also this week, they uh, introduced $1 fees for even Amazon items uh, if they determine that there's an Amazon option that is closer to you as opposed to popping it back in the mail like let's say you live in downtown vancouver or uh and and you're close to a whole foods or you're in north van and live close to a whole foods uh if there is a whole foods that is closer to uh whatever post office or whatever ups store whatever that you took it to to do your amazon return they're going to charge you a buck it's not the end of the world but it's like the beginning of clawing back on just this eating up all of this money. They estimate over $100 million is is eaten up on the expenses around uh, returning items for every billion dollars that is sold. Mm-hmm. The 10% goes back in terms of processing all these returns. So what are the frequently returned items? Because I, I honestly, I don't really shop. Brett buys stuff from Amazon, my husband. I very rarely, and if I do, it's through his account. And um, I've never returned, I've pretty much never returned anything that I've ever bought online, ever, uh, because I'm a lazy. Yeah. And uh, so I'm curious as to what are the things that are returned? Like, is it kind of like Costco where people are buying stuff and then using it and then trying to return it? Or is it more like they just bought it and didn't work for them? In terms of the stuff that we wind up returning most often in our house, is that if we're buying clothes for the kids and they can't try it on, you buy like two or three of the exact same item just in different sizes. You keep the one that fits. Of course. Okay, and then yeah. you send the ones back that don't. Yeah. I think for home renovations, too, people just buy what they think they'll need, and it's very similar, right? If it doesn't quite work, if it's not the right size or shape, you know, then you return it. But if you had to think about it for one minute, I think that's going to change people's habits, which it should, because... You know, we we complain about all the bad things about Amazon, but then we all just 
ride it hard. Sure. Right? Like that, think about the kind of environmental damage that's doing. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a waste. Like the trucks come, they go back, they come, you know, like, you know, it's, it's very unnecessary. But I'm just curious. So when they say the frequently returned items, but are there specific things that people are buying, like specific items, like, I don't know, um, like, you know, uh, Instapots or I, it, it doesn't say I, that. I, I, I just know that they're applying this label to third party sellers where the items are frequently returned and then it's this blanket $1 uh, service charge even on the uh, the Amazon items. Because that implies to me sometimes if something says frequently returned, like my initial thought is, oh, that means it's kind of crappy. Me yes. too, Nat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, me too. So, okay. But that's not what this is about. I don't, it's about things that people have bought and they're, they could be perfect quality, but they're just not right. Am I right, you guys? I just went into my Amazon account to see what I've returned just out of curiosity to see if like I'm on trend. And I realize I have not returned anything in the past 12 months because I'm so lazy. Mm-hmm. I bought lots of junk, but I'm like, I'm not going. So now your return like, window is passed. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not going all the way back <laughs> on all to of the those things. post office. When yeah. we did the kitchen, when we did a little facelift on yeah. our kitchen, we returned tons of stuff. Yeah. Right? Tons and tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. If we if we tried it and it didn't work, we sent it back. That makes sense. I would like to think that both Joey and I would start to return things if they were thousands of dollars. <laughs> okay. No, but just like, like maybe. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Just I got go to the, the post tired. office. <laughs> How do I get a label for this? This is really big. I'm really into this rewatch of The Office again. <laughs> Don't want to get off my couch and get my money back. Uh, so keep it in mind, Amazon's starting to charge for certain returned items. Catch the Nat and Drew Show. Weekday mornings from 530 to 10. Move 103.5.